Hello and welcome back to another episode of Destroy Digital, a digital marketing podcast. I'm Chris Asher. And I'm Mark Chen. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about scoping and UX. A what? What? I don't want to talk about my ex. Not your ex, Mark. We're talking about UX. I'm ex what? <laughs> oh my god, user experience. Uh, yeah, okay. Something that you you've been doing a lot of. <laughs> yeah, I have lately. <laughs> blacked it out. Blacked it out. <laughs> um, but we're also going to be talking about scoping a little bit as well because have you ever been in this situation? Maybe your your business is you know you've got a you've got a website and you go okay we're going to get all of this stuff and they're like cool we'll build it for you they build it and then they go well. I needed it sort of like this and yep. and then they go, okay, yeah. well, that's going to cost more money and then you go, okay, well, I'll pay a bit more and then they go and build it and come back and go, it's not really it's quite not, what, not I, what we Well, want. it's going to be yeah. a bit more money to do that other thing as well and, yep. okay, well, how do we mitigate that is the question and that's what we're going to talk about today because... Uh, it's one of those things that you kind of need to look out for when you're working with developers of any sort, whether any, it's any project, any, that you do. any project exactly. at all. Yep. Yeah. We're going to build this thing, you know, it's going to put people in it and then it's going to get from point A to point B and then blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, you've put together a car with three wheels yeah. and the client goes, no, I want the four wheels. No, yeah, but yeah. it gets us from point in A to point B. In the shape of a hot dog. Yeah. You know? But <laughs> we didn't say that to start with. Yeah, well, yeah. no, 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 no. What car doesn't have four wheels? But you said, no, we didn't talk about four wheels. Yeah. And I want five because I want to steer as well. That would be useful. Yeah. That would be totally exactly. useful. So one of the things that you've been doing and you're coming up to, and probably by the time this episode's out, you'll be done with your last round of UX testing on your uh, oh. your application. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yep. So yeah, so as some of you already know that I'm um, building a mobile application, a platform. It's a, it's a retail uh, app. And, uh, and we haven't built the app. But... We're building the user experience. Yes. So like, and that goes with, and now we're specifically talking about digital just for the rest yeah. of this, I yeah. think. Um, yeah. So what's user experience? What's a user experience? Yeah. So what, what does the user need to be able to do, first of all, functionally? Yep. yep. And what's it going to be like when they're doing it? Is, Is it going to be nice and easy for them? Is it going to be clunky? Because... Yep. Without, I mean, step one comes the scope, Yep. you know, what does it do? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I, I like to approach it from the point of, let's work out who your users are. Yep. And what do they need to achieve yep. when interacting with this particular product, more application or process. Yeah. Uh, and but you got to... But at the same time, you need to know what the application is trying to achieve yes. as well. Yep. yep. So you got two sides of it. Mm -hmm. Um, what is the application? Mm -hmm. What does it do? Yep. Who are the users that are going to be, be using, using it? it? Yep. And then finally, how do they meet together? Correct. And how does it all yep. intertwine into a nice user experience? Exactly, exactly. And a lot of it comes down to prototyping. Um, so the process does involve a lot of prototyping, a lot of testing, a lot of, oh my God, that doesn't really work. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a great idea, but yeah. Yeah, on paper and when we were talking about it, it yeah. sounded like a good yeah. idea. Yeah. But in practice, when you're actually touching the things on the f screen, on the mobile or yeah. whatever it is, yeah. it just doesn't feel right. right. It yes. doesn't, it's not intuitive. Exactly. And sometimes yeah. something so simple as moving the button from the top of the screen to the bottom of the screen 
could completely ruin the experience. Well, let's let's pull back a little bit further yeah. and go to you know what does the use what do the users need to be able to do? Because I yep. think we're already at the how do people yep. need to be able to do oh, it. Well, yeah. Okay. Let's look. Well, let's go even further than that. Let's identify what constitutes a user. Okay. All right. So in a lot of um, sort of a digital... Let's just use a... Let's just use a website, for example, just yep. an online store. Yeah. Let's... As a as just a pure example. Perfect. Um, Perfect. And Perfect. I, actually, you know what? We're going to use a case that I've been dealing with. Mm. All right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is, uh, I haven't been scoping the project. Yep. Uh, someone else has. And so they've just been giving us the information that we need to be able to build it. Yep. But... One of the problems that we've been having is we keep going back to say we we get the information, we build it, we send it back, and then they say, "Oh, but there's also this," and we go, "Well, right. that okay. wasn't that yep. wasn't given to us. Yep. That information yep. wasn't given to us." Sounds like the person who's scoping it maybe hasn't had enough experience in this area. Yeah, when it comes to um, like the deeper like more functional things like mm-hmm. they've got a lot of design experience and all of that yep. sort of stuff so they can see visually what it needs to do yep. but they don't get like the functional aspect of it and yeah. i think that takes that's the difference between like a web designer and a web developer exactly um yep. and you know you need both because mm. Mm. because a developer quite often doesn't have the designer yep. but they're going to be able to scope it up so like the the angle that i the approach that i would usually take is we have the development discussion mm. for the functional stuff first, yep, and then we start talking to the designer and work out the and work out yeah. the how. Right. So, so we that's work the, out that's the user what and in, then the how. So you, we call that user interface, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the UX. So if you if you are out there and you're trying to design something digital and you hear UX slash UI, yeah, those things usually go hand in hand. Yeah. The user experience usually is part and parcel of the user interface. Yeah. Because so the user interface is the um the vehicle for the user experience. Yeah, that's right. You know, all the you know, the buttons, the 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 screen, the images, the flow, you know, the graphic design where you're gonna put the buttons and stuff like that. That's yeah. very important. But then also functionally, yes. That still comes into user experience as well, because if you're like, okay, well, we need to have a sign-up page, for yep. example, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about this with uh, the markets one. Um, Isimo Markets. Isimo Markets, yep. uh, where you get to the sign-up page there mm-hmm. and you go, okay, sign me up. Yep. And then it says, what was it? It was something like oh. it, it gave you enter your account details and you're like, I don't have an account, account, but you still have to enter in your email address and that is the sign-up process, which is like there was a a few extra steps to signing up, Mm. Um, whereas whereas like functionally you would be able to decide, okay, in order to sign up, you click something and you go to a sign-up page and Mm. it's clear that that's a sign-up page and then... Uh, if you already have an account, it takes you to a login page and it's clear that you yep. have a login page. Yep. But a designer would need to know that those pages existed first in order to be able to design them. Correct. So the user experience actually started identifying that they needed to be two separate pages Correct. on like a developer level. Correct. You never design from a UI perspective first. No. It's never UI UX. In my opinion, it's always UX UI. Yes. And then you might go back to UX again. I would actually say 
you go functional, mm. whatever whatever that's yeah, called. Yeah, whatever the thing needs to do. Yeah. yeah, and then you go straight to the UX. Yep. And that can and they cross over. Yep. Then you go into the design. Correct. Of the interface, mm-hmm. and you probably. There's there's probably crossover there as sometimes, well. Sometimes, yeah, exactly. So sometimes at the UI phase, right? If you have a really good designer, visual like a graphic designer, yeah, a graphic designer, but um, you know, but someone that understands uh, um, um, visual uh, shortcuts and things like that, you could create, you you could go back and change your UX because you could find maybe a visual shortcut. Uh, to yeah. do certain to do a thing that maybe needed two screens. This is why UX designers are a hard thing mm-hmm. to find. Yep. And they're a hard thing to uh, almost articulate as a job. Correct. Correct. And and it's hard to explain to people what a UX designer is right. and what they do. Correct. Correct. Because you do need to have a certain visual sensitivity. Yeah. Because you've got to understand people's human people's behaviors when it comes to iconography, when it comes to haptics and things like that. Right. You know, you got to you got to have a bit of um. Of, of, of knowledge in a, quite a few departments. Yeah, which graphic designers have, like... Some do and some don't. Here's the thing. Okay. Problem with graphic design, in my opinion, is graphic design is a two-dimensional process. Yeah. You know, you, you work on the x-axis and you work on the y-axis. Yeah. Right? Um, a lot of UX, it's a it's a four-dimensional process. Okay. So you've got a z-axis that actually, you know, when you click the button, you go into another page. Yeah. Right? But then sometimes time... Uh, it's also a factor. Well, yeah, that's true. So you got to even take into account the uh, technology that's being used Correct. to make sure things are loading in a smooth way or whatever it is that that feels exactly. nice and quick and responsive. Exactly, and all of that. Exactly, sort of thing. like a, you know, like a, a graph, a traditional graphic designer might think of using a gradient GIF for a background. Yeah. Right. That takes forever to load compared to. Well, it could be a SVG or something yeah. like that. That's just. Yep. Uh, you know, that's just maths, yeah, essentially. Exactly, exactly. So it's going to load quicker. Or or there might be things like, okay, well, you know what? We're going to build this part in React or whatever it is because we know that that's going to load in the background. Correct. I might not know how to build in React, but yep. I know what the technology does and exactly. why you implement it. And why you it. would implement it and yeah. how it loads. So sometimes how a website loads is part of the UX. Yeah, you know, um, you know, like uh, like with the new thing that um, Google's doing with its AMP, accelerated mobile pages. Ah, uh, yes. You know, um, so it's not like a traditional website where it loads, you know, the code in a in a particular way. Yeah. It, you know, it it this it caches it caches, it caches the differently. Yeah. Stuff. It, yep. It loads the framework first, and then it the actually did after. you know that it loads on the search results page? Like it, it starts preloading so that you when you click through, it's okay. already okay already done yep and right. it's like just right. light lightweight like yeah. preloads Preload. certain yep. things well that is why that's so that's what i mean by the fourth dimension time right yeah you know, the short you know sometimes you really have to be on point with that and just real quick there's like we won't go into the amp stuff but it is something that um we should probably be looking into and looking at for uh mobile users yep Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's probably a bit too geeky for just a quick call in this podcast and then <laughs> yep, assume yep. you know what we're talking about. But oh, look right. it up. Okay. Yep. And and maybe talk to someone that might run your website and say, you know what, we need to speed this up because it does it helps uh Google it, rankings, page right. speed and all of that sort it, of stuff. So yeah, yep. that's and, how Google's been trying to incentivize people to move over. Yeah, and it's also um 
because Google rank uh, your site differently on mobile and Correct. on uh, desktop, desktop yep. and a big part of that is page speed. Yes. So if you want to be ranking well on mobile, which is going to be what probably up to 70% of the search market yeah, it's now, gonna keep maybe growing. more. Yep. It's going to keep growing. Yeah. Then look up the AMP uh, stuff. Yep. All right. So um, we're going to talk about, go back to users, right? So yes, define- sorry for that tangent. <laughs> <laughs> tangent. Um, okay, so who who are the users in your user experience? Now, there's the I see I see it as as well anyone that needs to use the platform. So not just your browsers, not just your your customers, and there's you know and not just different types of customers. And you've had that experience lately. Just I think um, with this project that you're working on, where you've now had to create a whole new set of users. Yeah. Um, um, after the site's been yeah, built. Yeah, because I, I wasn't made aware that there were different <laughs> users. Yeah, right. And and I wasn't in, I'm not part of the scoping, the scoping process. process. So. Exactly. So when you're scoping, anything that you do, uh, digitally or otherwise, you've got to understand your users. So you've got the people who browse the site and use the site, or if you're talking about the e-commerce site, buy the products, yep. right? But then also, you've got to, don't forget about the people that administer the site. Yeah, exactly. If you have a UX that is um, customer front end focus and it's really nice for the customer yeah but it takes seven it takes seven times longer for your administrators to load products ship products find out who's bought what yep you're just going to kill your business well that's that's one of the and i again uh probably by the time this episode comes out i've got an opportunity to work with a a large website at Mm -hmm. the moment uh that i'm meeting with soon yeah and It doesn't seem to be their concern. They don't seem to be concerned about the admin side. They're like, can we do this? They're like so worried about the front Front end end. side. And I'm saying to them, hey, it's it's all good if we're if you've got an existing website that, you know, it has it doesn't have a very good uh, public front end to it, but it's doing a lot in Mm. terms of sales and all of that sort of stuff. Yep. If we rebuild this in a different platform, are we going to we're going to also be changing how the administration of that website works? Yes. And it it's a big concern to me that hmm. we make the ex- user experience better for the, the front, front end, but we need to at least match or exceed the user experience in the admin as well. Absolutely. Because if people all of a sudden are stopping getting their products or whatever it is, that yep. it slows down and deliveries aren't working and there's stuff yep. up, so that's going to ruin their entire reputation. And then the flip side to that as well is if your front end all of a sudden is so attractive yeah. and you double sales, but then you screw up your back end and make it half as efficient. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going to have four times the problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So... So taking every single person who's going to be touching that piece of technology, yep. uh, that platform into exactly. account yes. is it's critical. Super, it yeah. is, it's critical. I mean, so it's going to this e-commerce website, right? If, you, if you're doing like a thousand trades a day, right? And none of that is getting into your accounting system, for example, and you've got to manually do it at the end of the week. Yeah. Can you imagine how much work you make for yourself? Oh my God. Uh, you, you couldn't do it. Well, you that's have, all there is to you it. You wind up you having to hire four people to do it. Yeah, it's going to be expensive. Exactly, and then you four people at what sixty grand a year or whatever it is. You know, yeah, you could have spent that sixty grand to just build an integration from the start. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, actually, one of the things that we're um, that we're doing with this that I'm proposing with this other project mm-hmm. is that we actually build a dummy version of the site that just focuses focuses on the um, on the functional aspect oh. and the admin stuff, so that we can see is this actually going to work if yep. or if everything increases. Yep. Are we? Are you going to be able to manage this new system smoothly? Yep. And even here's a demo version of it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Before we go into any of the design yep. stuff or any yep. of that. Yeah. Because well, part of that is load testing, right? Yeah. And it's not just load testing the site, but you may have you're gonna to have to load test your servers and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so um, if if you do increase sales and double them triple or, or triple them, or whatever, whatever it is. It is like let's just say you're doing five hundred a day, and now all of a sudden you're doing fifteen hundred a day mm. in peak periods. Yep. Like, is it all going to be able to handle that? Correct. Is the money still going to be collected? Are the data, you know, the the, the orders captured successfully? Yeah. Is Does it going to the, is it going to fit with your inventory management system? that yep. Is across multiple locations. Yep. It could be an absolute disaster if it doesn't work for exactly. the entire company. Yep. And it, yeah, absolutely right. So the user experience is front end, back end, uh, and then and then even at an admin. Yeah. Right? Um, so yeah, so what we've did with our app? What have we've did? We've we've did it. The whole app's gonna cost um, you know six figures to build, but it only costs us five figures to do the UX. Exactly, prototype. and that's where we find all our problems, right? Our first round uh, when we did it, we just did um, we we did a UX prototype with no UI. It was yeah. black and white, you know, and we just had you know we just, we just looked at the screens, pressed the buttons. All right, it doesn't work here. Okay, well, I want to add an extra screen here. You know, we started working out how people behave yeah. on the site, and we wound up um, working out that we actually had to change what some of our business processes based on this UX. Yeah, um, you know, because it turns- which is the opposite of you because. You're going to be building your business processes around some of the ways that this works. Correct. Uh, because you're, you're a new, it's a startup. Yep. You're able to do that. Mm, mm. Um, but, you know, for, the, for me and this other project, I want to try and fit in as much with their current business processes as possible. As possible. Yep, yep, yep. And change as little as possible. Mm, mm. Well, for us, it well, not only did we change the business process, but we... But by doing so, we actually met a user requirement that we didn't have to begin with because we didn't realize the user wanted that. You know, um, it has it has to do with refunds, and instead of refunding cash, the user wanted um, us to re- to refund in credits. You know, and like, oh, okay, that could work too, right? Um, and then that user wasn't the front end user; it was my admin user. Okay, the person that was doing the um, the financials. It worked out that if we had to refund in cash, uh, it would cost an extra X. You know, the banks, the banks, the banks. Do well, this it's too. like it's like when you uh, return something to a store for a store credit. You don't. Correct. They like. I mean, they do a bit more now, but it used to be always the case. Yeah. If you wanted to return something, you could yeah, only you exchange it. it yeah. Or, or receive it to store, store credit. credit. Yeah. 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 Um, you could never get your money, money back, back though. Well. It, you can give all right. So the on online, you actually offer to give give them their money back, but to give them their money back, the banks take 
up to 12%. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's expensive. 3% to take the money, depending on, you know, in some case, depending on how you negotiate or how yeah. your volume is. Yeah. Nominally, let's say it's 3% to take the money. The return their money is at 13% or 12%. Well, this is one of the things with, and it's not just the banks, it's like PayPal and yep. stuff like that. Yep. Um, one of the things that Twitch had a problem with, mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's still a problem, but Twitch, the streaming platform, uh, people would do massive donations and then re- Re- get, reco- get the them. refund. Yes. And then it would cost the streamer money. Yeah. Yep. Uh, like so when they'd receive these massive donations mm, and mm. all of this sort of stuff and then find out that oh no it's either been declined or yep. whatever it is yep. it's um, like a massive scam can, right because yeah, the, yeah. the gateway then makes the money exactly yeah the payment gateway makes the money exactly so we when we did when we modeled our ux and we got to that point um my cfo looked at it and went hey wait a minute if we have to refund cash it could actually cost us, cost us X amount, X amount of dollars yeah, yeah. at that point. And went, oh, okay, so what's the option here? Oh, we'll re- give them credit. Um, but instead of giving them, uh, well, okay, so to pay, give them back cash will cost us 13%. Let's give them a stock, let's give them a credit and give them an extra 10%. Yeah, okay, that makes sense because yeah. it's worth more to you. It's worth um, less to you to give them the, the extra ten percent because we saved at three percent. Yeah, yeah. But the but the but the 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 overall business goal was that we kept the customer. Yeah, they're still going to spend exactly. the money with us. Yeah, yeah. You and know? they're like, oh, but there's here's the next here's the only problem that I see with that is mm. people going, oh, every time I get a refund, I get an extra ten percent credit. Yeah, and they just keep refunding stuff, right? Yeah. But then the thing is, they have to keep giving me back their clothes. They don't get to oh, okay. keep it. Oh, so it's only after they've received oh, yeah, all yeah, of that yeah. sort of stuff. You yeah. can't just go return buy something and just no. go, oh, cancel that. Yeah. I didn't want it. Yeah, so return, it was a mistake. Re- yeah, return the item. Yeah. Right. And then we'll, So you have we'll to wait for it to get shipped out yeah. and send it back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It might be worth it to some people. Yeah. If they had like big, if they were doing big dollars. I suppose so. Yeah. I suppose there's, so. There's something to be worked out there. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, but I see what as, you mean. As opposed to returning them the case. Anyway, if, but if you notice that all of the time, you'd yeah, put you'd some sort of a caveat in place. Or yeah, something. limit on it or yeah. something like that. Bar them as a user or something mm, like mm, that. So mm, it'd be mm. it'd be easy enough to nip in the bud, yeah. so to speak. Yes, that's right, because that's fraud. Um, but yeah, so going back to that, the user that identified that issue wasn't even a front end or a back end user. It was an admin user. Yeah, exactly. You know, who was, yeah, she, she had this, you know, her department has very little to do with the app other than the receiving and disbursement of funds. Yeah. And in that process, you know, she, you know, her department picked up that that could be a potential issue. So in the, in for startups and stuff like that, who are developing large custom platforms that is their business, mm. that is probably the most important part of all of it absolutely Can is is getting the groundwork right yeah imagine spending six figures yeah and then and then, and then running it and then, the, and like then someone that. goes i'm sorry but that's not really working yeah. it's going to kill our business model yeah yeah exactly um but then the same thing happens on a smaller scale for um for probably more of our listeners hmm. uh with with building just a, a website if it's m- anything more than a a brochure where like you know site of yep. five pages with a contact form yep. even that requires a little bit of ux yes. because we go what do they need to know correct we provide that information yep. here's where we're going to provide it correct and here's the call to action to get them inquiring so that you can call them and and we need to make sure that that fits in with the right place and who exactly. they are and all of that sort of stuff exactly that's about 
That's about the detail of it, but still the detail of it, yeah. right? Then when you start getting to um, online stores and stuff where you make d- money directly off a sale, yeah. it starts getting more and more important, oh, yes. more like we, and more complicated Correct. and all of that sort of stuff. Um, Anytime you need to fulfill off your website, you need to be very, very diligent in your user experience, your user journey. Yeah, and yep. I want to also add to this because uh, it's not just, I think stores like Shopify, mm-hmm. like platforms like Shopify, yep. uh, they're really great at making sure that you can jump on, set up your online store and, and sell start selling, mm. right? But no one's guiding anyone through that process. Mm. So are they making the best out of it? Yep. Um, and again, they're making they're actually diminishing the the value of UX. Yeah, right. And it also diminishes uh, the what's the word? Um, and even like functional scoping, all of that sort of stuff, yep. because it pushes all of that aside and says, "We've got a platform for that." Mm. Okay, cool. I'll sign up to it. Or I've got a developer who goes. Yeah, we can we can build it for you on Shopify really easily, cheap and easy, no mm, worries. Mm. And then you get there and they go, oh, it doesn't do that thing that you need to be done. And then you go, okay, well, I'll pay a bit more. But they're still, they're skipping out, they're being reactive rather than proactive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, that's, but that's always the pitfall for any cookie cutter solution though. And that's the other thing is that it is actually the example that we're talking about in the real world here is mm. on a Shopify setup yep. that sort of went, oh... This is more complicated than just yeah, okay. add a, add products to the store yeah, and away we yeah, go. Yeah. We've got a few more requirements that we didn't talk about that mm. Shopify don't support. We don't support that yeah. we've got to build into it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's so, where you got to. And if you knew from the start, yeah, you'd be able to identify that that was going to be how it needed to be built, and mm, you wouldn't mm. end up going around in circles with it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So so do your your scoping. Do your user experience workshops, you know, do user experience uh, um, um, planning and then map your UI on top of that. Yeah. Build your prototype. Do the design. Yeah. Um, and, and there are a lot of um, really nice, really good prototyping tools right now. Yeah. Because um, in the old Look, days, you and, actually had to build the wireframe. Yeah. Uh, and you just had to literally draw it or yeah, whatever. a piece but, of paper yeah, and, yeah. Then, you know, and then you pretend to be the user and go through that. And I remember in the 90s, this is like the late 90s, uh, when we were start when we started building websites um, for Netscape, <laughs> um, we wound up using PowerPoint to do user exp- to do yeah to, okay to that makes sense yeah, because, because you, you can, can go slide to slide and then slide. go okay yeah. well we need that, to go to slide seven for yeah, this, one. this button <laughs> and they go to that slide and but you know but that was just and and it was so clunky yeah but we found that but it would have been easier than. You know, you then, can take it around. It's more portable. Well, <laughs> not exactly right. And the, and, the cus- and the customer, it was the best part about it was the customer could socialize it yeah, internally. Exactly. And then their people could play with the PowerPoint yeah, yeah. and say, no, this doesn't work for us. I need you to go to that page. I need to add that content to yeah, this yeah, page exactly. because we forgot about your T's and C's. So one of the things, and look, it sounds like, I'll be honest with you, it sounds like a long, expensive process and, you know, not all sites need to go through that level of it it just mm. the the more complex it is and the more custom it is yep. the more you have to do that and the more stuff. stakeholders you have as well yeah if you're one person 
it's your online store. It doesn't. No, even if you're one person, you still need to go through that process. Yeah, yeah. If it's like really complicated, mm-hmm. uh, you still need to go through. I'm gonna. No, no, I, I get it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, if you're one person, you have one product. You know, you have one page on your website with oh, well, one that's what buy I'm now saying. button. That's what I'm saying. Is like know? the more complex and custom yeah. it becomes, the more important it is, and the yep. more in depth you have to go with all of these things. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. Um, so that wraps up this episode, I feel like. I think, um, you know, anyone... How was the experience for uh, you? It was, uh, <laughs> it was quite userific. Is that <laughs> is that terminology for you, Mark? Userific. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you want to be userific, you can uh, give us a... Uh, good experience. <laughs> a very good experience on Apple Podcasts. That's right. You? A five-star experience. A five-star good review is what we're talking about. That's right. That's right. And uh, you can check out some of our user experience that we done through together real quick, <laughs> if we're honest. Um, Just head down to www.destroydigital.com.au and there's a form there. What kind of a form is it, Mark? Um, it's just the one form. Yeah, just one form. <laughs> just one but form. what it is, is it you can jump on there, tell us about your business and we'll use you as a case study. We'll destroy your digitals and, uh, you know, give you feedback, constructive uh, things that you can action yep. uh, on to hopefully improve your digital presence, your social media, uh, your user experience. Yep, yep. And, uh, and if you're not sure what the heck we're talking about, go listen to some episodes. Yeah, for sure. That would, Please um, do. Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, and fill out that form. And if you can't find that form, I'm sorry to, about the shitty user experience (laughs) (laughs) it's very easy to find it really is and uh if you can't find it well go destroy something today 